No Looking Back by Lana Saunders Diggins Introduction This book, which has been a long time coming, I have thought about writing so often. I've tried to start several times, but just could not get it. Get into it. Ever since having read Dust Dreams, Living the Outbreak, published and released, having a lot of people ask me about my own education, I decided finally that time is right. Basically, no looking back is about just about the complete opposite. It's about looking back, looking back at my secondary school days, all six years of them, and my memories from those years, which were awful. In the years since leaving school in 1972, I often had nightmares, and I certainly cannot tell them dreams, not even bad dreams, but trying to leave that, leave the place, trying to leave that school for good, even for the same reason in a dream. I only gone back for a very short time, a week or a month or whatever. I still have problems with leaving. I know I do eventually get through that time, thinking it's only temporary. I'm about to leave again. It's time for good. Most people I knew were wonderful memories of the school days. I thrilled when reunionism were announced. Not me. I intended one reunion, that's, that's it, about 20 years ago, and I decided never again. Not, not saying that I didn't enjoy it. I did, to a limit. I didn't really want to accept and attend it, but did, out of curiosity. Most of the girls I saw were pleasant enough, all except a, a few were day girls, or day bugs, as we used to call them. I hate to think that they called us. They, 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 they did talk to me. They were nice. I even talked with a couple of the boarders. Also, okay, we weren't friends at school, but years have passed and most of us have grown up and matured. But there's one particular boarder for whom I would never be friends. She disliked me from the outset. That's never changed. It's no loss to me. But I'm interested to see how it would react towards me at a reunion. I saw her across the room and thinking that the other couple of the boarders had already spoken with were pleasant. I thought I'd try to approach her and see what happened. She saw me turn coming and turned on the spot, walking the other way. A quick look she gave me, even though I smiled at her. It was a real smile. Well, let's just say it's no loss. We'll never be friends. And yes, I was bullied, mainly verbally, but believe me, that hurt too. Sometimes it more than physical bullying. About school, yes. I did have an awful time during my six years in a border. And at school, I do not blame school or staff for a minute. I was... It was a very good school, certainly one of the oldest and the best in the city. But most of the boarding schools were, and some still are, full of history, including mine, something of which they should be extremely proud. Being bullied and disliked as much as I was from the go to what grow wasn't pleasant. I couldn't wish it on anyone, particularly as a boarder. There's no escape. Most of mine was verbal, but a couple of physical incidents i been described a little more in the relevant the, the chapters. And yes, I did complain. Once this occurred back in, like, back in the 60s and 70s, being bullied, before bullying and light were really acknowledged. But I did eventually complain to a couple of the staff members, but responding with suggestion I should get try hard, harder to get along with the other girls. Okay, that wasn't going to work. I knew it, so I didn't help. I also tried to tell him, tell my parents, just once, and was ignored. These days, bullying is acknowledged and taken very seriously, and usually 
not always acted upon. Our meals at school were lovely. We must have had kitchens of to do the cooking. But I do remember being on the roaster on the dishes. I think it was a pelt yourself, a little savoury edge between the kitchen and the dining room. We used to have good old-fashioned faithful roast, lamb, pork and chicken. On Friday nights, it was a real treat, even if it happened every week. I would not have missed for anything, even one particular Friday when my mouth was full of ulcers. I had a sore throat, pimples in my mouth, cold sores all over my lips. There's no way I was, I was not going to eat that roast. I put up with the pain of was agony. I always lose salt, and as far as I was concerned, you were, were, uh, that what's a roast without salt and gravy, especially homemade gravy? Although I think the gravy we had in our roast at school was from a packet, given the number of girls they had to feed. Nevertheless to say, the salt only aggravated the pain. They're still at. Our sweets, puddings, desserts were yummy too. Neither that or we were just too plain hungry not to eat. I had no idea whether we had any vegan, vegetarians or vegans amongst us. They were not catered for if they were. Acknowledgements. To acknowledge anyone for the writing of this book is something I am sure about. I really don't know who's to acknowledge, or indeed, if anyone should be acknowledged. It's not exactly a pleasant book. I hope readers might realise if you, if they have been bullied, or still are, just attending boarding school, and were unpleasant memories, they are not alone. Here, thanks must go to my daughter for her unbiased editing. My childhood is out back. I have very happy memories of my childhood. Growing up from our family station, it was different, not that I realised it then. I think I figured all the children that lived in the country had similar childhoods, didn't they? No, they didn't. Even an occasional trip to the city and seeing other children, me, one, one or two cousins, it never occurred to me that their childhood was different than mine. Or should I say, perhaps mine was a different one. As I found out a few days later, when everything started to change, I was sent down to boarding school. There's no idea how old a person usually is when their memory starts to kick in. But the earliest mind is one of the staying the same with some of our neighbours so staying with some of our neighbours on their station. It was my fifth birthday, actually I'm not sure, but that was true for for reason for some reason. Every time I have thought about this, the age of five keeps popping up, so I'm sticking with it. Mum and Dad have gone to Melbourne for the Commonwealth Games. My brother and my next one up, I stayed with my aunt and uncle, not blood relations, on this station, and mentioned above. I have a photo, good old black and white. My brother and me, sitting on the lawn, surrounded by my parents. I was in my moo-moo. I think that's the proper name for it. But i never known. It's that, so I stick to moo-moo. Being raised in the outback, you did not necessarily do the same things as a city children did. Most of our playtime was outside the fresh air, running around and getting plenty of exercise, which I think was probably pretty normal for most children sitting in the country, but we couldn't visit our friends to play unless we planned to stay with them overnight or ate something. They were far too far away. I consider myself very fortunate in this respect, as I did have my youngest brother and our cousin. The later was not was a lot about more gammon than I was. Constantly was a leader in everything we did. She also had some friends from the city 
We used to come up and stay sometimes. I really was not a part of that. But when we were by ourselves, we did have some fun times. Television was introduced in the 1950s and 60s. We had a brand new set and lounge room. Initially, we had the ABC. Some years later, local network Channel 4 began. All black and white. The day's viewing started with a good old test pattern before getting into the scheduled programming. Got news, of course, the weather, and some other programs in the very early days. Our telephone was a pretty party line, too. Stretchful was very was only open at certain hours, so we had to make or take any calls in specified hours. Being a party line, there's always a chance that anyone connected, i.e. stations, communities around, could hear and would be listening in. Reckon it was the best great line in the world. CWA, Country Women's Association, was a very strong in those days. In fact, it's always been a feature of women in the country. Being both rural and remote, I understand my paranormal grandmother was one of the first presidents of our local branch, followed by mum. I've learned more recently than above mentioned. Cousin mother was also involved with CWD. But I think it must have been a different branch. Mum was a present present for what seemed like forever to me. They even had a special hut hell built, which remains to this day, and now completely unused as far as I know. I, use, I even tried to start the GCGA, Country Girls Association. One girl turned up, but only but only because she had to come along with her mother to the CWT meeting. The CGA lasted one whole day. I never became friends with any of the other girls of my Asian district. Education provided a school there, ASOTA, based in Fort Augusta. This end of the year got together. It was a lot of fun and it was something to really look forward to it. It was time we got to meet face to face the other station children connected to that Scott A. In those days, it was the only time we saw them and had got a chance to play with them. You got together and cl- got together to inevitably play. I was cast and married one year. That was wonderful. My parents were really were very proud of me. But not as I, that not that I realised it at the time. Too nervous. I was giving them all words for the singing. I found myself moaning the whole way through and maybe heartily congratulated but afterwards. Maybe I missed my calling life. While my memories of my Scott are not numerous, there are a couple that must bring to mind. Bud was one of them. Another one was my birth. On our birthdays in particular, it fell on a weekend. At the end of the day, daily SWA lesson, students were allowed to share any news they had of anything they felt was important. Well, my birth is very important. Usually such occasions mentioned by a teacher, this has not happened on Friday, so I figured I needed to do something about it. So I did. The teacher responded, and she planned to mention it on Monday. Okay, I accepted that and thanked her. A few minutes later, however, I heard first first approaching down the veranda. They're heavy, fast, and were definitely on a mission. Mum, whoops, Mum listened into the radio lessons through the set in the lounge room. I, I would have heard me. I was fortunate meant I was in trouble. I was. I cannot recall what exactly happened, and I don't think I want to. All I know is that what kind of it kind of dampened my birthday somewhat. I dreaded this to listen on Monday, as I knew the teacher would would mention it. Silence of Death by Deepak Kumala Sabuha, March 3rd, 2019. Pop 
on your shield, parrot so tight. Choose your side, and come on, let's fight. Summon your army, stand in front. Look into my eyes and get ready for the hunt. Roar with vigour and then bump it. Start the war cry by blowing the trumpet. Fill the cannons with gunpowder. Let the horses neigh aloud. Hold your sword in your hand. Don't try to hide in the crowd. Use all your weapons. Be fierce as you can. Use all your strength and fight like a man. Put all your anger, grudges and hatred in your strokes. I know we've left with no more hopes. If I defeat you, I promise I will kill you. And if you defeat me, do me a favour, will you? Promise me that you will kill me with with all your wolf. Show no mercy, whatever be the aftermath. Stab me hard in my heart, in my heart, and let the anger out of your head. And then at last I will sleep peacefully in the silence of death. Essential oils for beginners, Vinny first. The complete guide to the essential oil for weight loss, better sleep, depression, detox, cleanse, and of aromatherapy would you like to alleviate or relieve the ill effects of depression anxiety with the help of essential oils without spending a lot of money in the comfort of your own home if you're suffering from depression and anxiety chances are you're not getting enough sleep because they are, you're constantly stressed out and thinking needlessly about a lot of negative things such as your failing personal relationships debts loss with loved one one or, your, one or your job. As a result of this, you're losing your focus mentally and psychologically, thus affecting your overall health and well-being. Good thing is, there are simple, affordable, yet effective ways how to fight the evil effects of depression by simply using essential oils so you can enjoy your normal, happy life once again. Based on a study and conducted, which was published by Natural Medical Medicine Journal in 2012. Essential oils are very effective on controlling and managing depression and anxiety. Another scientist research done by a group of researchers and scientists was published on the National Institutes of Health website in January of 27. Showed that promising and positive effects of essential oils on psychological and physical systems of depression. Now, if you want to get the full benefits of maximum healing and powers of these wonderful essential oils, I strongly suggest you start with this book, Essential Oils for Beginners. I can reassure you this will make a huge and significant impact on the mood and well-being in the general. Introduction. Recently, there's been increased interest in the possibilities using essential oils. This interest has coincided with a belief that they have two alternatives to the dominant medication approach, which has been used by healthcare officials as a go-to solution for any ailments. Essential oils are perceived to be part of the world of campaign of health promotion and preventative measures that keep people away from hospital. So what is an essential oil? Perhaps the easiest way to find it is to consider how oil oils are made. The compounds that are used are typically derivative from natural plants 
Some literature refers to anephalopathy, which is an abstract given of a given unit of flora. If you discover the term ephalonal oil, do not get confused because it's not many technical way of saying essential oil. The list of plants from which essential oils can be extracted is virtually endless. For example, you can get it from a clove or garlic or stem of right time. The term essence is not just about the unity of final product, but also production process. In this case, you can captivate the essence of core element of the plant and carrying it to the human body using an intermediary element. The fragrance of every very important excitation is that it will broadly reflect that the plant smells like in its natural environment. It's important to note that the essential oil is not really indispensable. Therefore, it would be rather silly to compare them to something like an aluminium acid or even a fatty acid. A body cannot be do without these, yet the essential oils are dispensable. Many people in the world have gone through life without ever using them. The organism with no important nutritional requirements and demand inclusion of essential oils. Indeed, that is why some people see them as an indulgence, those who are looking for an alternative lifestyle. The most effective way of extracting essential oils is through a process known as desilitation. The element is a preferred choice for separating the various plant constitutes its stream. The first stage is known as expression, in which the plant or fruit begins to give off whiffs of oil. These link to the carrier through solvent extract. The high end point is a technical demanding absolute oil extraction. In the penultimate stage, there is a process of resin tapping, which also requires separate technical consistencies. Finally, cold pressing allows us to get the essential oils in the forms of which they are readily available on the market today. There are a range of uses of these extracts can be put. The most obvious being fragrances. They also help in developing high-end soaps as well as plethora of cosmetics. In dietary terms, essential oils are used when flavouring drinks and other types of food. It's a wholesale they use essential oils for purpose of cleaning, so as well as scenting areas in order to control bad odors. Mainstream skin and body care products aren't for everyone. In fact, they're often full of many processed ingredients that cause many problems that they solve. If you have been interested in learning about how to use essential oils to create your skin and body care products at home, or if you're looking for a larger variety of things that can be done with essential oils, this book is going to provide the information you are looking for. Starting a brief lesson what essential oils, what essentials are, how to use them, and some precautions on what you should know about investing in any essential oils. This book is going to go much deeper. This book is going on into depth the best essential oils of many different beauty problems that people face as well as the essential oils that cater for the many different skin types that people can have. Aging is a natural part of life, but one that often happens early in our life that should, we should li- then we like it. Wrinkled scars, stretch marks and varicose veins, all things that can be lightened and reversed. Use of essential oils.
This book is going to show you which essential oils are the best for each of these applications. We aren't going to stop there. We're, go- we're going to cover hair care as well as some a- a- other applications for essential oils, including using them to relieve the effects of depression, anxiety, and many frequent coughs and colds and sinus symptoms. Did you know that anything you use in the house can affect your health? This book is going to have a look at some of the products you're using around your house and how you can place them. These products are the home homemade products using essential oils. The thing you can do with essential oils are limitless. This book is going to explore many options that are available to you. This book is laid out easy to read chapters that are loaded with information we're looking for when it comes to essential oils, numerous recipes, and show all the ways that can be used. Thank you for pushing this book. My sincere hope it will be answer all your questions on essential oils. Finding Medusa, the making of an unlikely rock star by Donna F. Brown. Donna F. Brown's Finding Medusa takes you on a historical journey through the turbulent 60s of Chicago, the music, the drugs, as well as a personal journey for the darkest and brightest movements. From the first co-finding of Chicago, rock band Medusa and waiting 40 years for the release of their LP. First step beyond Medusa finally secured a place in musical history. The second location of Medusa 1975 produced a new album rising from the ashes that led to several tours. At heart of the finding Medusa is a story of revelance of survival and apt control of the pen. Donna F. Brown shares intimate details of a 40 year journey in a memoir that recalls important events of the 60s she experienced, including the 1968 Democratic Convention riots in Lincoln Park in Chicago, in which she saw friends and strangers alike be lying beaten and bloody. She takes the reader through her experience with food, drugs, rock scene in Chicago in the 1970s, run-ins with authority, a difficult home life, a nursing career, a training as a rhyme with Michelle Missou, and ultimately return to Minnesota, a music where it all started. Finding Medusa may have, make you laugh or make you cry, but you will most likely find in Donna's story deep connections to your own. Summer of 63, a short story by Christopher Wimmer. For those who love to read and dare to dream, on a pleasant April night, an hour before my mother will be crying, Father John holds my hand and asks me to confess my sins. Though I am kneeling in front of him, his voice is distant, as dull as the grey walls that surround me. This has been my home for nearly 15 years. It's no different from, any other, from the other rooms that surround me in this narrow corridor. An 8 by 8 cell, one stainless, seatless toilet, all the daily necessaries, a metal four by eight bed protruding from the wall, and a thin musty mattress to share with the mice. Do you have anything you would like to say? Father John asked in a low voice. I have seen him a few times before, on rare and solemn occasions, yet this is the first visit we have shared since my arrival. He is a middle-aged man, perhaps in his mid to late forties, dressed in black except for his priestly collar. He watches me intently, his blue eyes keenly upon me, perhaps afraid of what I might do. As I gaze into them, 
I find refuge there, even if only for a moment. I have nothing to say that I haven't said a million times before, I reply. Please, he urges, meet God with a clear conscience. I pull away too quickly. I feel my knees buckle. I fumble to the bread behind me, trying to keep my hands steady as possible. So, some go bad in their final moments. Let fear grip them. Not me. Dignity is all I have left. I feel the cold steel and muster enough strength to form myself into a setting position. It is hard. Father, I told you all before. The more before I started before letting the sentence trail off. Do you think my attorney's gonna hear it? Anything? For my final meal, I requested a medium well real rib eye steak with a baked potato. I knew it'd be too much to expect, but nevertheless I asked for a strawberry straw, straw, cheesecake like my mother used to make for me at home. The red eye was a little tough, but I managed to eat it what I could. Potatoes undercooked the cheesecakes as a fire cry from the desert. This is that I once was share with my mother. The Father John explains my attorney's situation. A chill enters the base of my spine and arches to my spinal cord, sending little sparks across my back. I swallow hard to keep them up checking on the floor and leaving the world on my on an empty stomach is a hot Mississippi morning in the June of nineteen sixty three when Jacob and I rounded the Golden Square top down in his baby blue 57 Chevy. He was 17 and summer break had just begun. Jacob had something on his mind. I could tell from the shit-eating grin what was on his face. I love to get into those panties, he said flatly, taking a finger in the direction of Anson Miller, sitting in front of her father's drugstore. 